everybody. Welcome to Happy Healthy You, the podcast. We are all about living a more balanced life in mind, body, and spirit. And I'm here to learn right alongside of you. You know, I don't claim to be Oprah, but I do believe, as does Oprah, that we are spirits traveling in this human body. And in order for us to live happy, healthy, productive, exciting lives, we need to be whole in mind, body, and spirit. And it's an ongoing process. It's a day-to-day challenge. So we're here at Happy Healthy You to bring information that can help facilitate that in all of our lives. Um, So today we're going to talk about downsizing. I recently downsized from a larger house on a pretty decent-sized piece of property um, in a gorgeous area, but our kids had grown up, and my husband and I decided we wanted to simplify our lives so that we really did have more room for doing some of the things that we wanted to do, and we weren't so tied to number one, paying for the property that we lived on, but also taking care of it. There's a a lot of mental and physical exertion that goes along with being a property owner. And we decided we wanted to lighten that load a little bit for the time being or for a while. Who knows? Um, We also felt strongly about moving to a place where we had a little bit more excitement. You know, we lived kind of out in the country and it was a great place to raise our children, but I got kind of tired of spending all my time in the the car. So now we live in a place where we can have a pizza delivered, which is a big priority for my husband and my kids when they're visiting. And also we have great restaurants and bars and shopping. And we just lived a little farther out outside of uh, metropolitan areas. So now we're we're going to have that. We're going to have fun and we're not going to be mowing our lawn all the time. But getting here to this point of living in this new place on a smaller piece of property with two dogs, I might add, <laughs> has been a challenge. And I could not have done it without my guest today. Kim McMahon is co-founder and president of Let's Move. It's a company that specializes in moving seniors, and they do such a great comprehensive job of helping people downsize that I wanted to bring her in to get some of her ideas for downsizing at basically any level, from the whole kit and caboodle to just simplifying your life, decluttering. So guess, meet Kim McMahon. So welcome, Kim. Thank you so much for coming. I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having me. You are an expert on downsizing, and I know it. I can attest to it because you walked me through it from from day one when you showed up at my house, and I, you could tell that I was just a stressed out home seller. <laughs> we sold our house really fast. You did. And you did all the right things. One of my very good friends told me about your company that is, I don't know, Let's Move. Right. Well, you are the co-founder of Let's Move. How long have you been in business? We've been in business almost 10 years now. 10 years. Yes. Wow. Yes. Well, That's I think great. the time has come for this this type of of business because... It's great. You know, a lot of people don't know about it. Uh, They don't know that the resources are available to help make this transition, any transition, a lot easier. Well, with the population aging the way it is, you know, we've got a big bulk of the population that's interested in downsizing. So that's what we're going to talk about today. And you are actually the president of the... National Association of Senior Move Managers. Wow. It's a nationwide network, actually international network of move managers who support clients all around and 
We are very positive about the association. Uh, one of my initiatives has been to really take a look at the accreditation process so that we make sure we have industry standards in place to preserve the integrity and ethics of our community and our clients. Wow. Well, that's really important, I guess, because yes. when you're working with seniors, uh, you know, as a, a a mother, as a daughter of parents who are getting to that point um, where, you know, the idea of moving them out of their house is very daunting. And, and you know, for for me to have you come in there, I would have no qualms whatsoever. Right. Because but, I know you'll treat my parents well. So right. the standards are really important and it's a new industry. And it is. And we're working with a lot of confidential information. We have to have the utmost integrity and we have to preserve the fact that we are sanctifying that environment and not sharing any materials outside. Right, so right. So let's talk about some top tips for downsizers, not just for seniors, but for anyone who may be moving from a bigger place to a smaller place and simplifying. What so are your we, top tips? We always say start small and leave yourself enough time. It's never too early to start. And when I say start small so that you're not overwhelmed, you don't want to go down to the basement and figure out how you're going to capture and clear out your basement on day one. Mm -hmm. So start small, maybe pick a linen closet, even a Tupperware drawer. Set a timer. Because what happens is we delay getting started because For it sure. seems too big. <laughs> Isn't so, that true? <laughs> so set a timer and say, you know, 20 minutes this day, I'm going to work on my Tupperware drawer. And just do not leave it until it's complete. Okay. That's one tip. Uh, so another idea would be when you capture room, really discipline yourself to that timeline and when you and do a sort process. You want to put up signs, trash, donate, family, and then you want to put up a sign that possibly has sell for any items that you want to sell. And then lastly, our favorite is a move elsewhere sign. And move elsewhere is because that way you leave the things that don't belong in that room to distribute later on. So then you're not getting distracted by going out into the hall to put a CD in your family room and then you go out to the mailbox and get your mail and then you come in for the mailbox and you go to your kitchen. And, and how many times did that happen? Oh my gosh. Right. And then you're going to bed and you haven't finished your project. So that's, an, that's another tip is really set yourself up with an organized sort process okay. as well. Um, and then really start to ask yourself the tough questions. Do I love it? Do I need it? Am I using it? And if it's not something that makes you feel good and that is positive for you, it's time to get rid of it. Hmm. Another tip would be, you know, all those pending projects you have or the things that you're going to fix, the dish that might have a crack on it, but you're definitely going to fix it, or the glass that has a chip and your husband's going to get to it someday, yeah, right. or maybe sewing. You've had kids, you've given, given up sewing. Now's the time to say, am I really going to take on any of these projects? And if you're not, let them go. Because they're only causing us angst by letting them sit around. And what I found is once I started, it was sort of easy. I kind of got on a roll, and my husband got on a roll, too. You know, you guys suggested that we uh, have a dumpster delivered to the front of our house because we had a lot. I mean, our right. kids grew up in that house, and there was so much there and so much that we really had just accumulated that we didn't need. So once we started throwing stuff in that dumpster, it was cathartic, and we almost couldn't stop. <laughs> right? But it makes you feel good. Oh, you felt relieved. Didn't light. you feel like a weight was... Right. You felt light. Yeah. Weight is off of your shoulders. Yeah. It's yeah. a. It's not only a physical weight. It's a psychic weight. It it's is. A, yeah. It is. So when we downsize, I'm, I'm so happy that you felt that, because when we downsize in life, we really free ourselves to do the things that we enjoy. Mm. And you had the burden of a large home and a large responsibility associated to that. 
that, whether it's the home or in the stuff that we maintain. And then what downsizing offers us is the opportunity to enjoy more things and not to be consumed with all the responsibility associated to all the old things we had. Right. Any more tips? So tons of them. We need all day. So, I know. But those know. are great tips for getting started um, in the process. You know, start small, be disciplined, set a timer. A third one is you can bring in a buddy. Anything to discipline yourself to actually go and get started. And then to go ahead and sort your room with those signs. And then uh, the last one that I had mentioned was to uh, really free yourself of old projects that you just hadn't gotten to. Okay. All right. So how long do you think we should allow for a, I know we sold our house so fast, we didn't have the luxury of a lot of time. But if you say you are moving from um, a pretty big house, and you're either a single person or a, or a married couple, empty nester, for example, like us, how long is is like an optimal amount of time to allow yourself to? Well, again, never too early to start. That having been said, you can start a year ahead with mm. the small pieces and chip away at it a little bit by a little bit. It can be done in two weeks, close to what right. you kind of right. did it. But that having been said, that brings in a lot of stress that we want to try to alleviate because the whole point of having working with a move manager and going through the downsize process is to get rid of the stress and the overwhelmed feeling. Well, the nice thing about a move manager, too, is if you only have, say, two weeks, you just send in a few more people. You exactly. bring in the troops, baby. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And that's what we do. So mm -hmm. the shorter your inter interval, the more anxiety and the higher the cost, yet it can be done. But if you really are looking for a major life change, you can plan it out for about a year and each month take on a project or a room and prioritize the downsizing room by room by room over that 12-month period. Now, when you're working with, um, say, seniors who've lived with some of their stuff for, you know, 50 years, like how do you coax them to let go of some of the physical possessions that they may be? Is, do you have any tricks for that? I'm so glad that you asked that because I think we have a tendency when we talk about move management and downsizing to oversimplify. Mm. We recognize this is hard. You're releasing your history and it's really, really hard to release your history and we're sensitive to that. But we will challenge our clients and we challenge them in what I think is a fun way to really ask them, how are they using that? Right. And we have fun with it because they'll start to create a story as to why they need it. And then they realize they don't really need it. So we're there to ask the tough questions and really help them set their priorities. But we always start first by understanding their lifestyle needs and where they're going and what their objectives are. And from that, we then know the right questions to, to ask them to help them decide discover the right answers on their own. Not always us giving them, but we're asking the questions that help give them the right answers. There you go. Right. So do you have any stories specifically about anyone? You don't have, of course, don't mention their <laughs> name that, that may have had a hard time letting go of something and Everybody has a hard time of letting go of something. Um, a lot of times women have a really difficult time in the letting go of the kitchen mm. because they feel that that is what they offer their family. Right. So we always know when we go in and somebody wants to preserve their KitchenAid mixer or the Cuisinart that they're not quite ready to let go of mm. downsizing the kitchen. Um, clothing for women's another hard thing. Shoes. Shoes, big <laughs> one for women. Uh, we hear that the um, average number of shoes that a man has would be 12. Really? You know wow. how many women an average woman mm -hmm. has? I'm going to say 50. 
80. 80? 80. That's crazy. I know. So it, you're right. Shoes is a hard one. And for men, their workbenches and their projects are really mm. hard to give up. And there is a lot of resistance. But what we try to help them understand is where they're going and do they really need this moving forward. Mm. And the other thing to keep in mind, what we try to do when they are releasing their past, we try to make sure that they maintain a little memento. So if you have a big collection of plates, we'll say keep one because that's still a story, or potentially take pictures so that you can show a photo album right. or have it on display so you can talk about that collection. So you still have the history as a part of you and you're able to discuss it and converse and have conversation. Right. Really starters. capture the essence of yes. the, the piece because I know it's just the memories and the essence. My parents' house, they have a second house up in the mountains and it recently burned down to the ground. It's been in our family for 40 years and and it wasn't that oh, it wasn't all the stuff because the stuff was aging and you know sometimes I went up there and I'm like when are you going to get rid of this old bed or whatever you know the same mattress that we slept on when we were kids and it wasn't the stuff it was the memories that we had accumulated up there and you know right. we'll have new memories right but right. Um, it is it is hard for people. Um, I am a big proponent of repurposing and that was one of the things that you really supported our family in, um, if there was something we could donate to someone, that was great. And you gave us, you gave us a list of resources for donating. Right. Um, if there was something I felt like maybe I could get a little money for, or, or somebody might have a purpose for, um, put it on Craigslist. Mm -hmm. um, and what I found from Craigslist was, if, if I just, just say I had a box of Christmas lights, unopened Christmas lights, a huge box, I put it on Craigslist, I said, big box, giant box, I forget how I even said it, giant, enormous box, <laughs> Christmas lights, 20 bucks, and it was enough Christmas lights to light like the Griswolds, you know what I'm saying? So um, somebody like snapped them up right away. It was crazy. Well, that's great. I love to hear that. And if you put a little price on it, even mm -hmm. if it's a small price, it has value, and it was really fun. I met the nicest people from Craigslist. That's that's great to hear. You know, distribution of resources is definitely something that we want to try to bring value. Uh, you always have to remember that it's hard to do. What we sometimes think has a lot of value, might have a lot of emotional value, but not a lot of monetary value in the marketplace. And what right. I love what you did with Craigslist is you priced it competitively. The bottom line is if you don't hear from, back from Craigslist within a week, you're overpriced right. and you have right. to adjust it. But we always start a little higher than Craigslist in the beginning. Our first play, point of distribution is always family and friends because no one will treasure your items as much as your family and friends. But most of the time, family and friends don't want it. Right, right. <laughs> so then we go into sellability because our next hope is to sell. And what we want to do is align if it's an antique, truly an antique, which would mean it needs to really be from before the 1900s to truly be an antique. We want to get it to an auctioneer or an antiques dealer. And then from there, if it's not auctionable in that fashion, then we want to consider consignment. And then after consignment, then we want to start looking on online sales via eBay or Craigslist. We always say use caution in Craigslist, which you and your family did. Mm -hmm. You vetted the people before they came over. Sometimes you had a neutral place where you could meet them if you were a little unsure. Right. I was so, never by myself. And you were and never by yourself. And I'll tell you what, I met the nicest people. It, 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 let me just tell you one story. I it met this one woman who was opening a little shop, and it hasn't quite opened yet. It's getting getting ready to open now. And 
as we started talking, we figured out that her mother-in-law, who had run a shop for years, had had a shop in my hometown and also went to high school with my parents. And they were good friends. Oh, my god! It was the coolest thing. It was like it was meant to be, you know. So and we've stayed in contact. So and when you have the time to distribute your items Mm -hmm. appropriately, it's true. It's amazing. The connections that people get from distributing and collecting items that were somebody else's. Yeah. Yeah. But after the sales venue, you then went through a donation process. Right. Right. And donation, it's great. There's a lot of wonderful, purposeful donation sites and they can make donating very, very easy for you. As a matter of fact, um, NASM just developed a partnership with Habitat for Humanity. And Mm, we use a lot of other sites locally that make the donation very, very easy for you. And lastly, sometimes in the end, it just needs to be trashed. Right. And that's hard for people to (laughs) accept sometimes, but that's where the dumpster comes into play. Right. Right. Now, there are a lot of advantages to downsizing, but the process can be really hard. Talk about some of the um, after effects of downsizing, some of the things that your clients have conveyed to you that they've gotten out of the experience with you specifically. Right. Well, I think to, you touched on one, it's a freeing process. It's a mm-hmm. freeing from a lot of responsibility that we've held over the years, and it's just time to let it go. Um, we do suggest when our clients are going through the downsizing process, it's a hard process with which you want to um, proceed. So we say, hey, recover afterwards set yourself up with a manicure go get a massage i love that idea something to help (laughs) you heal because you are releasing your history and that can go on for a while right it's been what (laughs) two months for me and i I think i need a massage this week you go you go right um, but there is a recovery process. And so build that right. in because it is hard to say goodbye to your family home, which you did. It is sort of a grieving process. It you is. know, every once in a while, it's I stop and I say, oh, my gosh, like three months ago, I was living in this other house that my kids grew up in. Right. And like, right. But it, not all the time. It just kind of hits me like like a grieving process. Right. It is. And it you really were great is. because you guys embraced where you were going not mourned where you were leaving. Right. But when you are going through the process, there is a little bit of remorse. And you just need to make sure that you build in ways to recover. Yeah. So. Where do you see the future of this industry going? I mean, as president of the I, I really see it being broader than just seniors. Mm-hmm. I think that there's a lot of people out there that are busy. They have full-time jobs. Their kids have active lives. And they can't take this responsibility on themselves. So I think eventually it will be commonplace that when you're moving, you pull in a move manager. They have trusted resources that help you along the way. And it makes for a much, much easier process when you, you know what move managers are to moves, what a wedding planner is to a wedding. Mm. Let them project manager move and take that stress away from you because there's a lot going on at one time. And I guess there's all different levels. Like you can take on a portion of the move or the entire move so that it's cost effective for everybody. Right. We say we do as much or as little as is appropriate for you and your family. In your case, you were young and independent and you could take on Thank a you lot for of saying this. That. <laughs> <laughs> you could do a lot of this on your own, but not every family is able to do that. So we'll what we do is come out, understand what your needs are, and hopefully bring in a solution that will match the priorities in your life. Okay. Can we just talk about, uh, thank you so much for that. This is, the whole experience with you has been really great. And I just have to brag on you a little bit because if, if 
everybody listening could see my kitchen cabinets and my uh, linen closet. closet. Oh, my gosh. Your people came in and unpacked me. And, you know, it's hard enough to have all your things being delivered by the moving company. And then, but you guys were there. You unpacked me that same day. My linen closet was, oh, so organized and beautiful. And my napkins were full, my cloth napkins in my kitchen. I just, I want to cry when I think about it. So. I'm glad you mentioned that. You know, one of, we started as an organizing company. Mm-hmm. And so what we like to think is every path along the way, we're thinking of organization, tools, tips, and an organized process. We want you to move in on move day. We are fortunate enough to be able to help you with the unpacking. Mm-hmm. So rather than unpacking for three months, I think you just spend a day or two unpacking. Uh, and so well worth it. when we unpack, we want to most certainly use our organization skills to unpack. Just like when we're downsizing, if you're looking to sell your home and we're downsizing, we're accredited staging professionals. So we want to make sure that we're downsizing in a way that leaves your house staged and marketable so that you can get the most amount of money in the least amount of time. Yeah. Whatever so. whatever we needed, you guys were there to help. And I, I just easy. think it's a brilliant business concept. And you really followed your bliss. We just did a show on following your bliss in coming into this and starting this company. Yes. Do, what did you do prior to? So I was in move? corporate America. So was my business partner. And we had no balance in life and knew that we wanted to enjoy what we did. And so we started this business to be able to work with others. And I'll tell you, it is the most rewarding job in the world. And one of our teammates even says it feels like it's a volunteer position but he gets paid for it. For us, we're better people for having the honor of working with our clients. Every single person offers a golden nugget. And it's so easy to open your heart to receive the value and the insight and the wisdom other people have. And we're able to take that with us on every single project. We love it. On that note, thank you so much, Kim McMahon from Let's Move. For more information about Let's Move, you can go to their website at www.letsmovellc.com. Very good. Connie, thank you for having me. It's thank just been a you. pleasure. And thank you for the wine and the beautiful basket that you just gave me. And thank you for not giving me more glasses like you said you were going to do. <laughs> Thanks for having me. You knew I had too many glasses. <laughs> <laughs> no, I really want to. Oh, it's awesome. awesome.